Well, let's get started. Uh, the problem of the day, I suppose, is a Reddit question. Somebody asked in R physics. So something flying, floating, you know, hovering inside of a car and asking what happens if the car starts to move. Does the thing that's flying, floating, hovering move with the car or does it move in the opposite direction relative to the car, meaning it stays still relative to the ground? And I think that's that was essentially his question. Is that what you remember? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that was it. It was essentially or like, uh, yeah, yeah. It was like if, if there's something in the air in a car, uh, I don't... I mean, maybe we could talk about this. I don't know if it matters if it, if he's talking about like something that is um, staying afloat of its own, or if it's like in free fall. Is it different? I don't think he really addressed that, but yeah, I think yeah, just I, something in the air that's in a car. Do, why does it move along with the car? Why doesn't it just get like squished against the back? I think kind of right. Yeah. So why don't I maybe put an order to this in just chronologically in my head? Um, meaning this problem, this question, this situation scenario holds kind of some importance to me because it's actually what the, probably the first question I've ever had that was like a physics question before I knew what physics even was. Like, I remember thinking about this when I was like a little kid and asking my parents, like driving down the freeway in the back of a minivan and like having a ball in my hand, like why doesn't the ball fly to the back of the car like while we were moving down the freeway and like having that thought? So I like this question just because of like kind of nostalgic memories <laughs> of of baby me thinking about physics without knowing what physics was. Yeah, I had a very similar question to like, I, I don't know that I ever asked it, but I definitely thought about like, yeah, f- flies or insects like in the car and like... Uh-huh what what are what's happening to them like do they know they're moving 60 miles an hour right now um <laughs> yeah uh yeah I, I think just like sitting in a car as as like a kid th- you come up with a lot of interesting physics questions if you like yeah. don't have anything else to do like right right you know, you, like i think everyone wonders at some point like why are they getting thrown against their door when their like parents make a sharp left turn or something you know right uh, yeah just, yeah exactly yep. a, cars let you do a lot of cool physics i think <laughs> uh-huh for sure yeah that and um the the Feynman book uh, surely you're joking, Mr. Feynman. He talks about being a kid talking to his dad about physics. Um, but again, I don't think he used the word physics, but asking about a ball in a wagon or something like that. Do you remember that story? Uh, I don't. I've only read like a small portion of uh, surely you're joking. Uh, okay. Yeah. Something like uh, there's a ball in a wagon and you pull the wagon forward and the ball moves to the back. And his dad pointed out, he's like, well, it doesn't move to the well, it does move to the back of the wagon, but the ball doesn't move backwards. The wagon moves forwards and hits the back of the wagon when the wagon back comes to meet the ball. Right. So, like, relative to the ground, if you watch the ball, it doesn't move at all. Yeah, like, if you were standing, you know, or uh, perpendicular to the wagon in line of sight with the ball and the wagon moved, you'd, you'd the ball would always stay in front of you. Right. So, I think we can kind of organize things into different categories, meaning that there's stuff that is like you said like in free fall just like you know stuff uh like a ball or um yeah anything you're just kind of throwing in the air that's moving relative to another object that's moving like a car so within a car and then i think the other category is things that are floating like i think we're going to get into like balloons and drones and and insects right and yeah I think we can split those two things up and talk about them separately and, and how they're related. Yeah. But, I think there's, I think there's one, one little category that might bridge the two that I think we'll get to and I'll, I'll ask it when we get there. So, uh, I think, um, I think the overarching theme is relative motion in a sense, you know, not, not like relativity, but just relative motion, like one object moving with respect to a different object. So the ball in the wagon you know, relative to the wagon, the ball moves backwards, but relative to the ground, it's not moving. Or maybe it even moves a little bit forward if you pull the wagon forward. Um, and then same thing with the 
like me thinking about it as a little kid in a car seat throwing a ball like in front of my face the ball looks like it's just going up and down as though i was sitting you know still in my living room but the car's moving down the freeway relative to the car it looks like it's just going up and down relative to me moving with the car but relative to somebody outside the car what what kind of path does that ball take yeah i mean it's uh just a parabola just a standard it would look like somebody who launched the ball at 65 miles an hour and it went up and then back down a little bit but it's going 65 miles an hour forward while it's doing that yeah yeah there's a really great uh mythbusters episode probably one of my favorite ones um kind of about this very thing where they shoot a soccer ball oh, uh-huh. backwards off of a truck going 65 miles an hour. I used to show a gif of that in my class when we were talking about that stuff. You know, which has the same the same kind of idea except it, it's, you know, a, like a backwards right, right. throw. Yeah, truck moving 60 miles an hour, shoot a soccer ball out of a cannon backwards 60 miles an hour relative to the truck and then it, the soccer ball stands still and yeah. it just falls to the ground. As though you just dropped it. It's so beautiful. If you haven't looked this up, you definitely should. Because it's just <laughs> yeah. like like a, a great example of like you being able to see physics in, in like action. Like what, you know, here's all these equations. Here's what we say is going to happen. And then it just happens. And you just like, it. it's amazing. For sure. And it was also a great feat of engineering too. I think like Grant Imahara spent like a bunch of hours trying to make that thing launch exactly like 60 miles an hour or whatever yeah. the, the speed it was. Uh huh. Yeah, I never, I never saw the episode, and when I showed it to my students, I didn't even know it was a MythBusters clip. I thought, I thought it was just an amazing, like you know, science video, uh-huh. and then found out later that it was from MythBusters. I was like, of course it is, because they're awesome. Yeah. Cool. So the ball flying in the air, kind of just it's standard parabola, like you know, you're throwing a pass at 65 miles an hour, and you run 65 miles an hour, you can catch your own pass, and that's basically what you're doing when you're inside a car. Um throwing a ball up in the air and you can you know make the speeds faster and faster it doesn't matter if you're moving we're getting into like some kind of fundamentals of physics is if you're not accelerating there's no way to tell that you're moving as long as you're not accelerating you can't tell there's no physical experiment that you could do to test whether you're in a moving reference frame or a stationary reference frame right as long as you you know black out the windows you know no vibrations road noise stuff like that yeah put yourself in a shipping container in space mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. moving uh, you know in a straight line uh and yeah you're not gonna you, there's no way for you to know that you are moving or not once you're moving <laughs> yeah if, as long as it's not accelerating so we'd call these inertial reference frames an inertial reference frame is just no acceleration so uh any test you would do in one inertial reference frame you there's no way to distinguish with an experiment if you're in a different inertial reference frame all inertial reference frames are the same as far as physics goes laws of physics all work identically in those reference frames yeah and just as a side reminder uh, acceleration isn't just like changing your speed, but it's also changing the direction of your speed. So you can't be, you know, going 60 miles in an hour and going around a racetrack in a circle. Like, right. You should be able to tell that. Yeah. That counts as acceleration. Right. Yeah. So what's an example of a test you could do? Say like, am I going or like on a curved turn versus in a straight line? Like, what would you imagine you could do? Uh, I, maybe it depends on how fast you're going. Right. But, you know, uh, hang a, hang a ball from your ceiling or something and it, Mm -hmm. it shouldn't, uh, you know, you'd expect it to be at like 90 degrees, right. With your ceiling, let's say. But then if you're, if you're on a curve and we're not talking about like a banked turn, it's a flat turn. Yeah. You're just turning. Yeah. Uh, it'll move you know, make some angle with relative to the ceiling or something like that. Right. Move, uh, the opposite direction that you're turning. Yeah. And it's not like physics is broken. It's just if you, without the information that you were on a turn, there's, uh, see, how do I want to say this? Like people understand physics of accelerating reference frames. Like that's not like, oh my God, we're accelerating. Physics is broken. We can't do anything. The rules, we have rules for that. It's fine. It's just there's certain, um, what, I, actually I'm stumbling on it. What am I trying to say? Do you know, Zach? <laughs> uh, 
No, I mean, I mean, I think I think what you said is fine. Is it's just that there, uh, things don't follow like a Lorenz uh, transformation, right? Isn't that what it's called? I think uh, when when or is it, no Gaussian, not Gaussian, uh, Galilean transformation. Um, when you're not accelerating, you know, it, it, you can't just add velocities linearly. Or uh, if I'm going 60 miles an hour and I shoot. A, a soccer ball off the back of my truck going 60 miles an hour, it falls straight down. But if I'm accelerating while I'm doing that, I don't get the same results. Well, right. yeah. Well, yeah. And I think what I was trying to say and stumbling over my words, there's no, you can't do a test to distinguish are you moving at constant speed or are you sitting still? Though That's the distinction. Like those two types of reference frames are identical. You can tell if you're accelerating by doing something like Zach said, you know, hang a, a weight from a string um, from your ceiling in your car as you go around a turn. Then you could immediately tell, oh, I'm in an accelerating reference frame. The physics isn't behaving the same way. But if you were in a blacked out car, you know, no view of the outside motion at all, you wouldn't be able to tell if you have cruise control on or if you're sitting parked. Um, there's, you hang, hang the weight from the ceiling and it behaves the same way in both situations. Yeah, you know, uh, and, and you know, you actually might have like experienced this slightly as a kid. Uh, I think I did. You know, if you just pass out in the back of your car and you're asleep, you wake up. You you don't immediately know whether you're moving or you're you've stopped at a you know restaurant or something. It's mm-hmm. it's unless you you know you start coming more alive, you feel it, and or you look out the window. But you know, until you do one of those two things. You can't really tell either yeah. way. It always hits me in a plane when I'm, you know, thinking about we're going, you know, 600 miles an hour right now. It's kind of incredible. I'm just kind of walking down the aisle. feels like I'm in a hallway. Like there's no no distinction besides the noise of the plane as long as there's no turbulence. It feels the same. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, if, you, if, if we go to our, our, you know, kind of Reddit question, I guess... You know, uh, if you are throwing a ball or doing something when you're you're uh, in a moving car, it's the s- same thing as if you're standing still. Is essentially kind of what we're saying, right? Right. But then, I mean, is there anything else that we want to say on that sort of uh, uh, topic? No, I don't think so. I, yeah, I think we can move into some more interesting situations. Yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, we've all kind of had that experience. You know, we all can imagine it, I feel like, at least. But, yeah, so then the next uh, the next thing is if you have, like, a, a something, you know, the difference between these two situations is you're throwing the ball while you're in the car, and now you have a drone or a fly or something in the car that's floating of its own accord. Mm-hmm. N- now what happens? Is, is it going to be like like that ball on the wagon that you were discussing like is it is you know if if you have a fly just sitting in there and the car starts moving does it just like move to the back or okay yeah i maybe you have a better way of phrasing this i was gonna say we should be careful not to say that the car starts to move like if if you're driving with cruise control on straight line down the freeway and you have a drone sitting in your lap off and then while you're driving at that speed turn on the drone and have it fly What's it going to do? It's just going to, you know, do what it would do if you're sitting in your living room and did the same exact thing. It's just going to hover in place in the car as the car moves down the freeway. Right. Right. I I think we all agree that that's going to happen. Right. Yeah. So, well, I think the, the interesting and I think the interesting thing to ask about, and I think that's what the uh, question was getting at, I think is, is accelerating. Is that okay? Is that right? Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I don't remember, but I, we should talk about that. Um, yeah. If so, it's hovering in the middle of your car, and then you start to drive. What's going to happen to the to the drone? That's the question. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean that seems more interesting. Like it's not an obvious answer, right? Yeah, because if if you're already driving, like you said, we we kind of already know. You know, it's the same thing as is standing still. But yeah, maybe maybe we can talk about the ball if you are accelerating, like what happens there mm-hmm. before we go into like a floating thing. Sure. 
Yeah. So if you're driving on the freeway at 50 miles an hour and then slam on the gas while you're throwing a ball in the air, the ball's going to fly back in your face or, or to the back of the car, right? Yeah. The car is going to accelerate forward. The ball is no longer going to be moving in its, well, it's going to continue relative to the ground in its nice little parabola. But the car itself is now accelerating and it's going to, you know, shift the ball relative to the car to the back. Yeah, right. Like I, the, the thing I was thinking about, this was like kind of the, the interesting maybe like in-betweener that I, I, I was thinking is like if you, if you dropped a ball, like the second you drop a ball, you start, you, you just gas it and you just start going. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you're just going to, if you're outside of the car, you're just going to see the ball move in a straight line, fall straight down. But mm-hmm. in, inside the car, it's taking this like wicked turn towards the back of the the right. the car. So, but but even then, okay, I think now we're like, okay, we understand this. Like, I don't. I think this is intuitive for everyone. Right, I agree. So, I, I think yeah. Now, now that we're kind of there, the next step is is these floating things, right? Flies, drones, balloons. Can we talk about the balloon next? Because I know the answer to the balloon and I think it might be helpful for the answer for the drone. Because yeah. I don't, I, I saw the videos, somebody on the Reddit uh, comments posted a video of a drone in a car and I have some issues with the video we can talk about, but um, I think it'll inform, the balloon conversation will inform the drone conversation. Yeah, I, I, the, balloon, the balloon one is interesting and you've, like yeah. if you've taken a mechanics course or like a yeah, I think that's probably where you'd see it. You've probably talked about this or like seen it. Um, the other like demo that you see this in a lot of is um, uh, the two inverted uh, jars of water mm-hmm. that have um, what do you call them? Uh, bobbers in them, and they spin in a circle. Yeah. Or the candle flame, same thing. Candles spinning in a circle. Oh, I don't think I don't think I've seen the candle one. Yeah. Uh, it, it, if you if you seal i don't know if it's completely sealed because then the air you know the (laughs) candle will just burn through all the air but Mm -hmm. yeah you can do if you put candles in an enclosed thing uh at least relatively enclosed thing and then you spin it what will happen to the flame essentially is the question and you know i think we can answer that maybe after the balloon i think the balloon gives you a better yeah so the balloon imagine you know you you talked about hanging a weight from your ceiling and you accelerate forward the weight is going to move to the back of the car the balloon, however, if you did this and tied a balloon to the floor of your car and accelerated forward, the balloon moves forward, points in the same direction you're accelerating. And the reason is to think about why a balloon floats at all is there's a slight, slight, slight pressure and density difference between the bottom of the balloon and the top of the balloon. There's a little bit more pressure at the bottom of the balloon that pushes upward on it compared to the top of the balloon, which is pushing down. So because of that, the balloon floats up, a helium balloon that floats. In the car now, if you accelerate forward, there's all of a sudden a higher density of air at the back of the car. Just the same reason why the weight on the string moves to the back of the car, the air moves to the back of the car. And then what's going to move forward it's in relation to all that air moving back, that air moving back pushes on the balloon forward. So you end up with the balloon moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, you know, the, all the air gets compressed mm-hmm. in the back of the car, creating a kind of a denser, uh, a pocket of air, if you will. Um, and so that's gonna, gonna, you know, push the balloon Forward. It's kind of it's a, it's a cool little force indicator. Actually, it tells you w- in which direction force is being applied. Yeah. So you end up with the balloon floating forward when you accelerate your car forward, and it kind of looks weird, but it it does happen. Yeah, and 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 uh, the opposite if you slam on the brakes. Yep. Slam on the brake, all the air moves to the front of the car, and the balloon moves to the back. So it points in the direction that you are accelerating. Okay. So. Air movement leads to the balloon moving in the accelerating car. How about the drone? Is the drone, it's not the same, it's not buoyant, right? It's it's a little more complicated. Like what keeps the drone afloat? It's the blades cutting through the air, 
pushing the air downwards because of the motion of the blades. So it'll it'll hover because of the blades moving. But if all of a sudden you made the air more dense and the blades moved at a constant speed, without accelerating, just just I don't know, increase the pressure in the, in the car somehow, just uniformly, not one direction or the other. If the air is denser and the blades cutting through that more dense fluid, does it get more lift? Like, would it rise up if all of a sudden the density increased? I think so. I want to say yes. Um, just because so, you know, it's it's a uh, change of momentum equation, right? Oh, Where you're, right, right. You're knocking uh, some air particles downwards, so therefore you're going to get a force upwards. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I'm not 100%. I think you might have to assume that the blades are moving at a constant um, right. angular velocity despite like the, the density. density. You know, so, you put it in syrup, if they're still moving at the same velocity. Yeah. I, yeah, there's some limit to this, but just, you know, slight increase in air pressure. Yeah. Now, you're um, knocking more air particles downwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, therefore, the momentum change is greater. Therefore, I think you should... Uh, go up if you keep the velocity constant. Yeah, so I think that assumption is important or at least that like theoretical understanding of of how drones work and that it's, it's totally possible that that's completely wrong and that's not true at all but <laughs> I think we need to make some sort of assumption like that to think about what should happen with the drone. Right, well I, I, mean, I think that's got to be the way that you know, blades work in general, whether it be on a fan or a helicopter or a plane or a drone, mm-hmm. right? Is you you have to generate lift by moving air. And so, you, it's just, a ch- you know, it's got to be a change of momentum thing. Right. So, if higher density leads to more lift, then a drone... Let me let me talk you through what I'm thinking, and then you can correct me if, if I'm wrong somewhere. If the drone's horizontal inside the car, the car accelerates forward, a bunch of air moves to the back, there's a higher density. I'm imagining like the the it's a quadcopter with the two blades forward and two blades back. Does right. That picture makes sense. Yep. The two blades in the towards the back are in the higher density air than the two blades in the front. So I think the back of the of the drone would lift up, and then the I think the drone would move forward, like kind of like up and forward. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna have it's gonna kind of tilt a little bit, yeah. which will now give it some forward uh, momentum. Yeah, that's exactly kind of what I was thinking. It is, you know, uh, I think the balloon really helps. It tells us what's going on with the air in the car. And then once we have that understanding, we just kind of have to make this assumption of how drone flight works. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting because if you if you think about th- what happens over a longer period of time, uh, it starts breaking down because the, the rear blades are going to experience more lift than the front blades. The thing's going to tilt forward. And at some point, it's not going to have, like, it's it's going to end up, like, if the drone was completely vertical, uh-huh. the, it would just fall, right? Because it, it would have zero lift against gravity. Gravity would pull it down. It'd be moving forward and then falling at the same time. Right. So, what, what ha- is there, like, an equilibrium where it stops tilting forward because it starts to fall? Or, I mean, if it's, if it's vertical, the front, quote, unquote, and back blades what used to be the front and the back blades right. now are at the same pressure well slightly different for the same reason the balloon floats but right yeah um we i mean we could maybe make a fake system of equal pressure mm-hmm. so is there a, a moment where that drone stops tilting forward yeah i, I mean <laughs> so it can't it's not just going to the change in angle has must be like related to the gradient right of the air in the car and yeah so i mean i think it's it's if the blades are moving at a constant angular velocity then then on average i think they're hitting like the same amount of air pushing the same amount of air or the the amount of air that they're pushing downwards is only proportional to the density so the force is only will only vary with with the density of the uh, air. So I think 
yeah, it's just whatever the, the density is will cause it to have a little more force downwards or upwards, um, which will provide some torque and raise it. But the the net force downward is still equal to gravity. Uh, uh, I mean, net force, sorry, the net force upward because it's pushing air down. Uh, net force upward is equal to gravity. It's just uh, now there's some amount of it uh, also going in the uh, horizontal direction, and that's gonna gonna push it forward. I don't th- I don't think it'll it ever is gonna fall. I think it's just uh, I see. Yeah, the the picture I'm having in my head, and I think what I said a little while ago might have been incorrect, and in that we can't ignore the the vertical gradient like the, there's the horizontal one from the acceleration but then there's there's still the vertical gradient of pressure difference in the car just from gravity pulling you know the at the bottom of the car there's more air than at the top right so i'm, I'm picturing like maybe you've seen or or can imagine the, um like bus windows that have rainwater trapped between two panes of glass and the bus accelerates and you, you see the like kind of like diagonal line of water have you seen that yeah uh-huh. yeah so i'm picturing that obviously not exactly that line of a divide but like that's kind of the picture of like a the i don't know what the word is equi pressure <laughs> what, what's it called equibaric equibaric <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I, I know isobaric <laughs> is like a process but that that's not really what i'm trying to say yeah i equibaric let's say <laughs> um Anyway, lines of equal pressure are kind of like diagonals, right? And so I, I think the drone would rotate until it lines up with one of those lines of equal pressure and then start accelerating. Or it, would it stay in place? Maybe it would stay in place. Maybe it wouldn't move forward at all. No. No, no it, it, yeah, it, it must. It must. The, yeah. The free body diagram, you get some forward component. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe it would start dropping also. Because I, the force uh, downwards the same. I guess I also don't know how a drone a drone works because like you, do you just set it to be level? You just say like, hey, stay at the same level, or like how does it know? Uh, yeah, I think it. I mean, the way that it works is through like I think a PID controller. But you, you're setting the you're setting the the how much it goes up and down like the um. Because, I mean, obviously, you can you can have a drone fly really high in the air. So, you can say, like, oh, change your altitude. Is that all through you just touch, like, your feel on the, the trigger, the controller? Like, Well, it depends on which model you get. If you get the you know, okay. really expensive <laughs> one, what, I, what it does essentially is it's got an accelerometer on it um, or multiple accelerometers. And it, if you're telling it to stay still, it's going to... Um, measure, you know, look for no change in, in acceleration. And if it starts to feel one, it's going to change the blade speed to uh, counteract that. Mm. Um, okay. you know, so if, it, if it's, uh, you know, accelerating downwards, it's going to speed up the blade to push it up a little bit further or if it's mm-hmm. vice versa, you know. Okay. Um, but... Uh, I think that getting into that's like a little too complicated for yeah. the, the, yeah. the you know, let's just, it, I, th- I think, I think what I, I, what I just said earlier might be wrong actually. You know, well, welcome to physics. I think we both have just said, I think we were wrong five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm imagining now, uh, you know, if uh, maybe not. Okay. Well, I was thinking, okay, if, if the, oh God. Okay. All right. All right. I think I think I might might have it. Hear hear me out. Okay. It when it's when the car hasn't started moving yet, there's uh on the front half there's some force uh upward on the front half and some other force upward on the back half. And the sum of those two forces is equal to the weight of the um drone because it's not going up or down. Right. Then you create this you start accelerating, you create this uh, uh pressure gradient. The front half goes down in pressure, therefore it has less force. So there's less on the front side, but the the other side gains pressure. So it, there's the force upward is bigger over there. Mm-hmm. But I think the sum of those two forces is still 
net uh net the weight of the 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 drone is it in the is it exactly balancing like still opposite direction like the the upward amounts well the total force well i don't know two two ways two ways to ask it is is the upward force of the propeller blades equal to the downward force of gravity cuz uh, i'm imagining well, the, so that's the what force I, that's what i'm saying but okay. i don't know if that that's Right. Actually, you know, maybe I'm wrong about yeah, being wrong. I'm, I have no idea. My thinking is it's not right. If So, again, I think we have to go back to our assumptions. Not the same assumptions we had before, but now we need new assumptions, different assumptions, um, additional assumptions. One being that the blades stay at constant speed. Right. So, if the blades are at constant speed, the same speed that required them to hover, required the drone to hover in place, if the blades don't change their speed i think the drone would tilt forward yes which would apply the same force that used to be straight up to hold the drone in place is now like forward and up like kind of like diagonally towards the front of the car and upward well but so we can have the the possibility that the net force upward is still the same, um, but that there's also uh, more force, and it's going sideways. Like there could be, you could we could change the torque on it and have it rotate, but have the net force up still be constant. What are the additional force? Like if it was ten newtons of force upward, say the thing weighed ten newtons, then all of a sudden it rotated forward. The total force. Is 10 up and say one to the left or, or you know, forward towards the front of the car. Um, so that, so 10 up, one forward, you now have a, a magnitude of, you know, whatever that is, 100 and square root of 101, <laughs> whatever that is. Uh, you have more force. So where, where did that other force come from if the blades stayed the same, same speed? Yeah. So, uh, to get really into it, I think what it is is that the blades are staying the same speed, um, even though there's a denser material there. The mm-hmm. battery is applying more energy to that blade now um, to keep it going at that speed, uh, and so that's where the, the energy is coming from. And then the the more denser air is creating more of a force. Uh, but okay, I think. I think I get what's happening. We so when the car is not accelerating, the lines of equal pressure are horizontal. Okay. The drone is fixed at one of those horizontal lines, like it's just hovering. Okay. Now, when we start accelerating, those lines of equal pressure turn into diagonals. Right. I'm with you. And the drone lines up with one of those diagonal lines of equal pressure and I think what you're saying is that the the line of equal pressure that it it's the drone sits on now is higher, a higher pressure than the line of equal pressure, like whatever the pressure is, you know, one point one atmosphere is the diagonal line of equal pressure, whereas one atmosphere worth of pressure was when it was hovering horizontally. Well, maybe I'm I, I tried I'm trying to think of it. I was also trying to come up with a more uh, extreme case. So uh, let me let me stick with what you're saying right now before I, I try and change it. I, yeah, I think what you're saying is good. I like I like your description of it with the the drone trying to stay at like a, a equibaric line. I'm Google that real quick. I am too. Lines of equal pressure. <laughs> isobars but that, that's like i think of that as like a thermal process like but i guess it's an isobar yeah i yeah i guess that makes sense yeah it's usually like referenced as a process but it was a new york times crossword puzzle clue um okay so uh yeah some isobar i guess line of equal pressure um yeah so i, I kind of like that thought yeah with that it's going to move until it's at the uh, an equal equal one it's going yeah, so I, I was trying to think of like an extreme case that I don't know if it made sense. Uh, like, 
I was imagining if like if there was a way, you know, uh, you could make it such that essentially the back half had, I don't know, let's just say one atmosphere of pressure on it and the front half had no atmospheres of pressure. Like, like, you know, what, what would happen in that case? Um, because I think the, the case that you are describing, uh, with your, uh, isobar lines and then the, the diagonal isobar lines, I think that would say that there is no additional force, right? Unless it moved to a higher isobar, I guess. But I don't know why that would happen. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know either. But that's the only way I could think of there being an upward force equal to the weight and then also an additional forward force if the blades are moving at the same speed. I'm equating I'm equating uh, higher pressure of air to higher force of lift, which I think is valid. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's true. So if we need a force, a magnitude of the force to be bigger when the drone's tilted bigger than when the drone was horizontal. I think the only way to do that is to get more dense air. Right. What I, I guess what I'm saying is I don't know if it... So, uh, it, if it gets... We're, we're thinking if it gets in more dense air, it's going to not fall, right? We're saying the magnitude of the force has increased, you know, because like you said, it was 10 before it uh, rotated and then it rotated some and now it's 10 up still but one to the side now it's you know whatever that is is mm -hmm. bigger i don't know i don't know that that would happen i think i think it might just still be 10 like you were saying yeah i don't i don't know either so let's let's say let's say it's perfect and it it's just ooh so this is interesting let's say it did have an upward force of 10 still but a forward force of 1 it would accelerate forward but then it by moving forward it hits a line of less pressure which decreases the lift the the upward force it decreases the whole force i think yeah the magnitude i think is how we're kind of viewing it right so i think i think it all just it's going to start dropping no matter what if it if it starts off with a balanced upward force it's going to move because of the forward amount of force it's going to move to a line that doesn't have that much and then it's going to drop until it hits the 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 perfect you know isobar of the right amount of pressure again. Well, I, I think when it it's going to move along an isobar, I think is what's going to happen. Right, right. I I I think what would happen is that it would it it would let's say it's at an isobar that's equal to you know keeping it at at ten newtons when it's flat it rotates I think it's just going to slide down that isobar I think I think that's exactly what's going to happen Yep. Uh, another way to visualize this maybe uh, I'm wondering if this will help our intuition at all What if we had like a, a a little pool filled with water and a boat in it mm -hmm. and did the same thing inside of a car in a van Right. Right. Um, I think it would slide down, like as you accelerate, the water would slosh to the back of its tank or tub or whatever, making like kind of a ramp. And I think the boat would slide to the bottom of that ramp. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> I, th I think that's what would happen. I, I think so. Part of me wants to say the exact opposite. It would go up the ramp. <laughs> I, I, that's why I said, I think, because then I was like, wait, it's floating. Does it go up? But I don't think, no, no, no. Oh, this is a problem I've done before where you have like a floating styrofoam in a in a tub of water that you rotate like on a turntable. So it makes, you know, the, the little concave shape of water, uh -huh. the parabola, which is a fun proof to prove it's a parabola, uh, the cross section of water. But if you have a little thing that floats, where does it? stay stationary or does it stay stationary I, I think i've done this problem that actually sounds like an interesting problem because it's like yeah like part of you wants to say well it's going to go to the bottom of a parabolic that's what everything does but then it's floating so is it going to mm -hmm. go up to the edge that's an interesting problem well i don't even i don't think it's a floating issue i think it's like a centripetal balanced force issue like you could you could solve it with a marble in a bowl that's spinning like what height does the marble stay at oh, if it's uh -huh. spinning around at a certain rotational speed? 
Hmm. Let's save that for another day because I that's that that involves a little math interlude, which <laughs> we're trying to avoid. <laughs> right. What what happens? Essentially, we want to. Well, the question will be at a future podcast. What happens to a boat in a whirlpool? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, but uh, yeah, I. I guess maybe the water isn't the best example because a boat is never going to leave the surface of of the water. Mm -hmm. So, maybe it's just a a red herring of an example to begin with. Yeah. And I I think something we can say just to (laughs) tidy up our thoughts on that, that it's not going to go up the, it's not going to go up the water unless you accelerate very quickly. Uh, the buoyant force is perpendicular to the surface of the water. We agree on that? Yeah, yes. Okay, so it's not the buoyant force that's going to like push it up the water ramp. Right, yeah, it would be like... Uh, like inertial acceleration, like the, the mass of the boat, like the water's moving underneath it. We'll save that. But back to the drone, I think I think we're right in that. I I guess it's kind of what you were saying. Yeah, I guess it's it's... Does the boat go up or down the ramp of water as you accelerate? Does the drone move up or down the isobar line, diagonal isobar, as you accelerate? Right. Oh, I, I think it's got to be. I mean, if we're okay, we can make an assumption that the force perpendicular to the drone. Let's say that that force is always constant. Mm-hmm. I, I have, you know, I think that's kind of what we're theorizing. I have yes. no idea if that's true. Um, yes. But if that's if that is true, it has to move down and to the left because you when you when you rotate it, some amount of the force is going to uh, move it to the the you know forward direction, and that means the rest of that force can't keep it up anymore. So it has to go forward and down. But how about this? You accelerate it. So I'm, I'm imagine it remove the boat remove the drone i'm now thinking about a car, like no car even just just a a block on an inclined plane frictionless everything's ideal frictionless mhm the block's going to slide down the inclined plane right like it's going to go to the bottom now put the block in the middle of the inclined plane and accelerate the inclined plane towards the block right like push i'm imagining a, a triangle of a plane with the the part touching the ground to the left, and then it it goes up to the right. Right. Okay. So push push the inclined plane to the left with the block on the inclined plane, like accelerate it to the left. I think if you accelerate enough, that block's going to move up the inclined plane. That's what my intuition wants to say too, and I'm trying to uh, reason I, it. I think there's a there's an a an acceleration range where if you're not accelerating enough, it slides to the bottom, just like if it was still, but maybe more slowly. If you're not accelerating enough, if right. you accelerate too much, it's going to fly up to the top of the, the inclined plane. And there's like a Goldilocks perfect acceleration that's going to hold that block exactly in place on a frictionless uh, ramp. Right, right. Because, well, if you, if you accelerate it, if you accelerate the block underneath, um, you are creating... Uh, a normal force greater than the weight of the of the block, right? Right. So, in this situation, um, you have a uh, you have a changing normal force, but in the assumption of the drone, if it's a if it's a if the normal force is constant, then it's it's so maybe that maybe maybe what the, you know if we want to say that this uh inclined plane is analogous to the drone then i think our assumption that the uh that the normal force is constant on the drone is wrong yes i uh, okay i i agree with that and i I think the way to think of it is if you just accelerate this car just floor it and it's just crazy fast acceleration the drone's going to end up rotating, but it's going to be, it's, you're going to find it in a, a line of higher pressure, which is going to increase the force the blades push, the blades push with. So it's going to be moved back into that 
perfect, you know, whatever ISO bar that it needs to stay wherever it was before. Sorry. Okay. Uh, say that one more time. I'm trying to. So in, instead of the, the inclined plane, you, you accelerate the inclined plane, the blocks getting pushed into the inclined plane. Like you're saying, there's a normal force, which increases with your amount of acceleration of the inclined plane under the block. Similarly, if you accelerate the car forward, the air gets denser as you accelerate the car really quickly. I think the drone would kind of like not be able to react instantly, but kind of get pushed into a higher pressure area than where uh-huh. it was before. Right. Okay. And that would lead to a bigger force, just like the higher normal force would. Ah, uh, okay. And I think it would then start to go up. And what I said earlier, I don't know if this is true. I don't know if it would go back to the same pressure that it was. Like we were kind of talking about how there's like this perfect pressure that keeps the thing balanced. Uh-huh. Um, like whatever horizontal pressure it was at before. I don't know that it would go back to that pressure exactly. I think this is more complicated than that. No, yeah, no, I think you're right. I think this would be a, this would be a really interesting. It's like know, a squishy ramp. It's like more complicated <laughs> because you made a squishy inclined plane that you're accelerating. Yeah, well, yeah, and <laughs> and one with the the angle can vary. I guess that doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah, but you're right though. The angle does vary with the uh, acceleration. <laughs> this is tough. This is getting but, really tough. <laughs> but. Uh, I think I think what we're getting at, and I think this would be like really interesting to try, and this is not what's in that video, um, is you could create a situation where you accelerate the car and the drone moves forward. Okay, I, well, I think it's always going to move forward. It's going to move towards the front of the car, assuming you're accelerating that way. Uh, it's always going to move towards the direction of acceleration. But if depending on what that acceleration is, you could potentially have it slide down, you know, go towards the bottom of the car. You could have it stay exactly in one place or you could have it go towards the top of the car, just like the inclined plane. I think you could, I think you could create all those situations and that would be interesting to see if, I don't know if I you see. could yeah, set it, up it that. It tilts towards the front of the car no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it, it, it either slides to the bottom along a line or it slides to the top along a line. Oh, right, right, which would be... Ah, backwards. Man, I didn't even think about that. Okay, yeah. backwards. Yeah, you're right. So, it can move backwards too. It's yeah. not always in the direction of the, the yeah. force. And, okay, so let's get to the video that the person posted in the comments. The video is some guy uh, inside of a minivan with a drone and he took out all the seats except the driver and front passenger seat and he's just kind of in the back of the van, which... When you started that video, I was like, dude, you're bananas for thinking you're not going to get cut. Like to be in that small of a space with a drone flying (laughs) in a moving car without any like goggles or any protection was crazy to me. (laughs) And then sure enough, he cut himself like halfway through the video. (laughs) Oh, I didn't, I didn't see that part. (laughs) So there's that. First of all, don't get in a car with a drone. That's really stupid. Um, but I think what we're kind of working with here is, we're not really assuming this explicitly, but in my head to think about it nicely is that it's constant acceleration and the video, it's not super clear. Like the drone is moving all over the place during that video. He says, yeah, it moves with the car as the car moves forward. It's true. It did, but it's really like there's only one second or maybe two seconds worth of drone flight to even like analyze and then they, you know, um, the driver who I think was his wife, she's just kind of stepping on the gas really slowly. It's not constant acceleration. It's kind of jerking around like, you know, even a small change in acceleration, I think would affect the way the drone flies quite a bit. And it seemed like it, the drone was all over the place. Yeah. And it, it was a nice drone too. I think it was like a Maverick or something, which should have all the fancy, like, yeah, being able to. Uh, keep itself set. like sensors yeah. and adjusts like the constant blade speed is definitely not happening yeah and I, I don't know if he set it to that or not he might have just been trying to fly yeah it'd be a really hard experiment to do mm-hmm. yeah in this idealized situation that we're talking about yeah yeah i mean he, so he she does drive the car and accelerate it and the drone stays in the car actually 
See, he didn't even really go into like, oh, we're accelerating now, and now we're moving at constant speed. Like, at some point, definitely, the car was moving, and it seemed like constant speed, and the drone was staying in place. And I think that we would all say, yes, that makes sense. But it's kind of the start and the stop, and she took a turn, and the drone went to the side of the car, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that was kind of not, not, not done scientifically. <laughs> yeah, not not a great experiment, maybe. No. But yeah, he, yeah. he said, like, oh, conclusive. I'm like, I don't, uh, it's not very conclusive to me. I think uh, one of the uh, the little good bits that they do is like, like, oh, well, let me, let me just phrase it to you. Hey, Derek, we've been talking about a sealed car. What happens if you open the windows? Right, right. Like, and like, actually, now that you say that, I think that was part of the original question. The original thing was like, if we open the windows, what happens? So... Yeah, so he did that, and he had the drone flying in the minivan with the the doors open and the, the back hatch open, and then van sitting still, drone flying. His wife, I think, started driving the van forward, and initially, it looked like the drone was going with the van, like a little bit. like, And you can kind of imagine that. like It's a pretty big surface that's kind of like sucking air as it moves forward. But eventually, it seemed like the, it, it got towards the back of the van enough that the the garage air, the van was starting in the garage. Like the van air mixed with the garage air to a point where the drone just like kind of stayed in place and the van pulled away. Yeah. And I, I thought that was a pretty good showing of at least that portion of it, you know, that mm-hmm. that the air trapped inside the van is really affecting the the physics of like this insect or a drone or whatever right whatever's flying right exactly uh yeah whether however it's doing that maybe is up to debate but (laughs) like it's definitely involved in the situation right and that that kind of harkened back to the the famous internet debate of 2012 i don't know if it's 2012 but somewhere (laughs) around there of will the plane take off do you remember all of that going around was that that i was that another mythbusters one i know mythbusters did they uh, did it conveyor belt yeah they did the conveyor yeah so will the plane take off basically put a plane on a treadmill and and run the plane or run the treadmill backwards as the plane's trying to take off forwards at the same speed would the plane take off and then, yeah, Mythbusters built a treadmill that's like the length of a runway. And, or I think it was just a big tarp or sheet. And it was the length of a runway. And they had a, a truck pull the sheet against a plane trying to take off on the runway. That was their test. <laughs> right. And I, I honestly, I feel like the answer should be no every time I see that. But if I remember correctly, it does. <laughs> it does. Off. Yeah, it's all about relative to the air, the plane's motion relative to the air. The t- the wheels can do whatever they want. They can spin freely, they can not spin, you know, doesn't really matter what the wheels are doing. It's all about the propeller with respect to the air. So as long as the propeller's pushing the body of the plane through the air, the the tires on the bottom, the, it doesn't matter. They're just they're just going to spin twice as fast as the plane's moving. Maybe maybe I'm uh missing what's happening on a because these are prop planes, right? Yeah, propeller planes, yeah. Although I don't know if a jet would really matter, but uh well, well with a jet I, or like a, a rocket. A jet I could imagine, a rocket I can imagine, prop planes is where it gets me because maybe huh. maybe I not don't know how prop planes work. Uh does the the propeller push air across the wings? No. No. I mean, you can imagine a plane with the propeller in the front like the nose of the plane. I mean, I guess it kind of pushes it over the wings, but that's definitely not like the main way to get lift. Right. So, what I'm imagining is a plane not moving at all, mm-hmm. and then just take with the propellers going, and then it just takes off. No, because because say that yeah. the liftoff speed of the plane say it's 50 miles an hour, and maybe uh-huh. it's 100. I I couldn't even tell you what the liftoff speed of a plane is, but say it's 50. You have. A plane moving 50 miles an hour with respect to what? Not the ground, but the air. Because that's what the wings need is the air moving across the wings. Right. And it's, it's not due to the plane or the, the propeller. Like, you know, gliders don't have propellers and you, you just tow them up to speed and then they get in the air. Right? Yeah. So, it's it's all about how fast the air is moving across the wings. And so... The, the plane moving forward at 50 miles an hour with respect to the air doesn't matter what the ground's doing. Like you could, you could turn a big fan on and 
have blow air across the plane at 50 miles an hour, the plane's going to get lift and take off. And it's going to be moving at 50 miles an hour with respect to the air. But maybe the ground is just sitting still right below it. It's not doing anything. But my uh, my thought is is the plane with the, with the conveyor belt, the plane's not moving. Like the plane's trying to move forward at 50 miles an hour, let's say. Right. Relative to the ground. And you pull the treadmill. And you put the treadmill. What? I don't know if it's moving relative to the ground at 50 miles an hour. It's trying to move 50 miles an hour with respect to the air. So you just turn on the, the propeller, start moving one mile an hour. Your treadmill's moving one mile an hour backwards. And here's the thing. The only difference is the wheels are now spinning as though the plane's moving two miles an hour. But the plane is still moving one mile an hour forward. Okay, so if, I, if I'm standing on the ground mm-hmm. watching this plane, yes, it's moving with respect to me. Yes, yes. Okay, that that I totally get. Okay, but for some reason, I thought that the the question was that you'd be able to essentially cancel the the motion of the plane relative to the ground with a treadmill. Yeah, and then then if it's you know if it's in a there's no wind blowing. I wouldn't see how it could take off. Yeah, no, not with a treadmill. The only thing you could do is like turn on a fan that's like opposing the propellers and just like stop the propeller air from moving. But that that's I don't know. Okay, well that was that was an offshoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it made me think of that, like the drone flying within the the van and then the van pulling away. It's it's the same, at least in my head. It's kind of the same, like fallacy of it's it's all with respect to the air that's the only thing that matters for flying things yeah with propellers and wings and stuff like that yeah exactly so w- just look at the air whatever the air is doing that's that's what's going to dictate what happens to the flying thing and with the van pulling away i think the air is just going to stand still yeah yeah right exactly i mean it, it'll it starts moving a little bit you know when when you kind of like if you uh i'm trying to think of a good example uh, I feel like there's times where you have like things stuck to a table yeah, and you try and pull it up really quick and it gets kind of stuck for a second and then it, you know, so there, there's some initial pressure differential, which is what you were saying, but then it, then it uh, equilibrates and now it's just in static air. So it's not going to move. Right. Right. Is it okay? Sorry. I'm just going to ask the, this question that we kind of talked about. Is it the same thing with a fly? uh same thing as the drone uh yeah i think so because i don't i don't see what would oh well there's no tilting there's no like front and back propellers right yeah that's kind of what i'm i'm uh a i i kind of like am reducing a fly down to a line in my head like it doesn't have the the front and back symmetry that uh, it only has like a side to side symmetry in my head but i guess it doesn't matter i think yeah i don't think it matters i mean it's it's like treading water if it's floating in the same place right and if you like tilted the surface of the water and kept treading you kind of would just still be at the surface of the water (laughs) right yeah yeah that's how i'm picturing it yeah i really wish this guy's question was still here so we could uh yeah Answer it. Zerkaria, if you're still, if you listen to us, please just <laughs> undelete your question. Send it in. Yeah. So, I, I, that's pretty, and th- I, there's a lot of things to like think about when it comes to this sort of yeah sort of stuff. I mean, like you can try this at home with the balloon, tie a balloon to your car. Yeah, definitely. And you can look at uh, a video someone posted from Smarter Every Day that he did this with his his car and his kids. And he had a good demo with a, a jar full of water and had like a little air bubble. And then he showed accelerating the jar, showed where the bubble moved, which matched where the balloon went. Yeah. And it is actually, it's kind of a cool, um, a cool device you can do. You could do, I guess you could do it with an air bubble or uh, you can take a, a fishing bobber and put it in a jar and then turn the jar upside down and the bobber will float to the top. Mm-hmm. Um, but it becomes a force indicator where it tells you the direction that the force is pointing if you move it. It's like a cool little kid's toy you can make. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think I think we did this question justice. I think we 
tackled it and went farther than I thought we would in, in terms of the analysis. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think it was going to go that deep either. But yeah. I mean, if, if you know more, I mean, I think, I think drones aren't necessarily the biggest thing to talk about. But if you know kind of like how, uh, you know, propellers for like helicopters and that sort of thing like work and we were way off base... <laughs> let, let us know. I, I'd like to know a little more about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of like the, I really like the idea of, of you know, I mean, it's a liquid. It's going to move just like, the air is going to move just like water mm-hmm. does. It's a fluid. Yeah. I, sorry. That's what I meant. It's fluid. <laughs> <laughs> air is a gas. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's going to move, you know, like water does. And so, it, it it's a good picture of those isobars like you were saying. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's kind of where it all, all comes into. I think so too. Well, cool. Yeah, let us know if we don't know what we're talking about. I'm sure we'll hear from drone experts, <laughs> designers, manufacturers. Yeah. Well, I was going to say if anyone else could do that experiment. Oh, yeah. But I feel like you it's, you can't really do it with a drone. What would you do it with? I, I don't, if, if you can find a way to make your drone propel, if you can set your drone mm. propellers to move at a constant yeah. velocity, whether it goes up or down, then do it. Yeah. I don't know if you can do that, though. I don't know either. And if you do a helicopter instead of a drone, I didn't get into this, but uh, Smarter Every Day has another video on helicopters, like when they tilt forward, like they, they move forward on their joystick to turn right, like the way the angular momentum and like torque happens. So if you had a helicopter and you it started to tilt forward, it would drift right and kind of, I think, ruin the whole thing. <laughs> oh, interesting. I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know all about that. I don't know a lot about that, but is that is that a helicopter with the back uh, a back prop like mm-hmm. a sideways propeller? Yeah, versus yep. like a a two two horizontal propeller. Oh yeah, I don't I, I don't know how that works. And they might move in opposite directions to like counteract that. I'm not sure. Though yeah, the ones that have two propellers on top they mm-hmm. spin in opposite directions. Okay, that makes sense. And then yeah. I, I I would assume a drone has like two going one way, two going the other. Yeah, I w- I would. Well, yeah, I don't know. I would think so, but I'm not... Yeah, I'm not positive. I'm not sure. I mean, it might be... I feel like it would be kind of nice to have some angular momentum to it to stabilize it. But then, uh, I guess you're going to like put some torque on it somehow and, and if you start to change the angular momentum. Yeah. I don't know. But whatever you do, wear protection, use goggles. Yeah, <laughs> don't Most be important like the guy in the video. Lesson of the... <laughs> don't don't climb in a box with a drone and start driving around. <laughs> All right, well that was a good one. Uh, yeah. If you want, you can tweet me at uh, AskBlizzak. I need to change that. <laughs> yep, I'm like tortilla. <laughs> I'll see you next time.